You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig Aden, I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums. I'm joined by Laurie and Chris. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's just the three of us this week. Nicky's been dumped. Aye, <laughs> after I sacked him after after that on Saturday. Can't have a Dundee United fan after that. It's bad enough when Greg's on when Motherwell beat us. Aye, can't have him gloating <laughs> two weeks in a row. So aye, he's been dropped. Right, in this week's show we've got the usual hello. This this is a hello section. Then we've got the SPL <laughs> section, which Chris goes word. over. SFL. I might mention a couple of things from the SFL. It was a Scotland game during the week. Then the charity bet, and then we'll end on the SPL predictions. So, Chris, you want to kick us off with the SPL? Let's uh, start off the Friday night game at Dens Park, where Dundee really needed to get a win against their uh, relegation rivals, if you can call them that, Ross County. Uh, during the, seri- the game, there was a series of penalty claims turned down. There was a Mihail was brought down by Douglas, a handball by Scott Boyd in the first half, a Viger shot off Irvin's hand in the second half, but eventually Ross County took the lead. Uh, a shot from Paul Lawson that struck the bar, bounced down and came back out again. The TV replays were a bit blurry, but at best, it seemed to suggest it was probably the correct decision to award the goal, but no one's really sure for certain. Sure for certain. <laughs> But uh, after that, there was absolutely no doubt when Gary Glenn rounded Rob Douglas in the left. That's what I would go for, yeah. There was a penalty shoot for Inverness waved away after a cross at a lunging Marcus Fraser. But uh, it was Celtic who took the lead early in the second half when Rami Gershon, in his uh, debut for Celtic, got onto the header from a Dalma Gear cross. Stokes then hit the bar, while Adam Matthews cleared off the line before Stokes finally found Miku with a well-timed pass and was killed off the game at 3-1. And three points to predict for me. And me! <laughs> the one still picked for Miku to hit the post before the end of the night flick, but nevertheless, that result sends Celtic 18 points clear of second place. I've played a game more, should not point out. Uh, and amusingly, apparently that means that Dundee can no longer mathematically win the league. <laughs> the question then becomes, how long before we start seeing that? We're another 10. So moving on to 3 o'clock Saturday games, we'll start off at Pataudry, where it was uh, no no between Aberdeen and St Burren. That was despite Aberdeen going down to 10 men after Mark Reynolds was sent off for two bookings. The first of which was probably the booking when they get uh, pulled up for pulling back on Calves. It was on the attack. I say pulling back, he was hanging on to for seconds, sort of five seconds or something at the time that sports scene. Uh, but the second was him charging down a shot from the edge of the box, which appeared to hit his hand, possibly, but it was in his body, so but a dispute there. Uh, there wasn't much in the way of action in the first half. A decent chance for Hayes was saved in the second half by Samson. There was a shout for a penalty when Paul appeared to be pushed in the penalty box. And there was another shout when there was a handball against McGuinness, who seemed to know very little about it. Uh, and it put a late on Calves, a chance was saved by Langfield. And then there was a comedy moment when Langfield uh, had to deal with a dodgy passback and it bobbled on the really rubbishy Pedodri pitch. But uh, fortunately for Langfield, it trickled wide of the post and the game finished goalless. So St Marin remained 11th, still 15 clear of Dundee and only 8 behind number nice with you both. Uh, moving on to the game at Tanadice, the hearts were the visitors uh, to the stadium and they've already won twice, although one of them was after penalties. 
Uh, it wasn't to be this time as Johnny Russell opened the scoring and then life became very hard to heart so Ryan Stevenson was sent off for what was deemed a very reckless and uh, <laughs> over elaborate challenge perhaps. Ah uh, fuck. Probably discuss that later. Uh, Willow Flood doubled the home side's lead, but Michael and Goo did pull a roll back, giving the 10 men hope. Uh, it was all finished off when Michael Gardine scored with a minute remaining to clinch the points for United's first home win in the league since August, following up on their first home win in anything last week against Rangers. And uh, the final game on Saturday was at Rugby Park, where Muller were the visitors, an own goal from Stevie Hamill, which uh, took Randolph out of the equation after Russ Barber's initial shot. Um, William Gross doubled the lead with 20 minutes remaining and then Motherwell's frustration got the better of him. First of all, it was a last challenge from Fraser Kerr, who'd only been on the park for five minutes, coming on as a sub. And then Captain Keith Lasley uh, lunged in another. So both players seeing red in the final 10 minutes of the game. This commander ran out 2-0 winners. So moving on to the game that's only just finished as we record this. Uh, the game at Easter Road between Hibernian and St Johnson. William Craig started against the club that you sang for in the summer, and it was his current club that took the lead midway through the first half, thanks to a uh, Rowan Vine finish, uh, following in a Stephen McLean effort that Ben Williams couldn't hold. Uh, three minutes later, Rowan Vine then got a second as he curled one past the, the Hibs defence, not what we were looking on for some obscure reason. Uh, it was a penalty just after half an hour when Ryan McGovern took out Mary Abed. <laughs> That's a sum name and a half. Uh, to keep Hibs in the game, Ben Williams saved it from McLean. Despite that, St Johnson did get a third on the hour mark as Patrick Craig finished off a nice move. That's his first since he's got three years when he was still playing for Hibs. Hibs pulled a goal back to the league Griffiths with 10 minutes to go, but it was a disappointing performance all round from Hibs and St Johnson leapfrogged him into fourth. I was watching that game and I noticed that the fans were leaving after about 60 minutes when the third goal went in. The Hibs was there was. anyone there? Was there anyone there to leave? <laughs> It was that were there. It was a very sparse-looking crowd. I was listening to it on the radio, and I was uh, I wanted to be there to make a comment because <laughs> Preston was like Preston said, "Oh, if, if St Johnston scores the next goal, then this place will empty." I wanted to go, Alan, is it not empty already? <laughs> so frustrating when you're not sitting next to the pundits. <laughs> I, I thought the, the first goal was a bit schoolboyish eh, when Vine reacted to the save because everyone just seemed to watch the ball. Yeah. It's the type was... of thing that happens like in the level I play at sometimes, and even then, if you do, then you're screaming at somebody to sort themselves out. Poor. That's not what I'm usually screaming. It's not, will you sort yourself out? It's usually like... <laughs> Excuse me, sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so there's plenty of handball incidents. Ridiculous amount. This weekend, I don't know where to start. I right, don't know about handball. The Celtic one was never handball. I mean, I've, I didn't watch He wasn't even game. looking. I was, it was his, I mean, was it was definitely wasn't a handball. It was his elbow anyway. See, you know, I've seen us put a ball into the box, it deflects off someone's arm and goes for a corner or something, and the corner's given instead of the penalty. I'm not surprised that wasn't given. I just, it's one of those ones you very rarely see given. Definitely so, wasn't, yeah. I. I wouldn't go with that. I, I think the the one that got Mark Reynolds sent off was pretty harsh as well. I it was difficult that. to tell because it was just so bloody. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was in his body. And it came at him at some pace, so... It's frustrating when you're watching an official programme, an initial, a, an official stream, and it's blurry, and you can't really see. And you're better off with these dodgy streams. Yeah, <laughs> that, that uh, goal Ross County got, the first one. Oh, I, 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 I love the way that uh, Billy Dodge was on sports scene last night, going, oh, the, the, the pictures clearly show it was over the line. I'm going to take a... <laughs> <laughs> I liked his description of the linesman. 
Ah, the linesman didn't know what he was doing. He was running this way, then he ran back, then he ran back again. He wasn't sure. And he guessed. He guessed. <laughs> Aye, but then they were like, ah, but he got it right. Like, okay. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Didn't watch it either. Celtic did well. with the, I couldn't believe when I saw the Celtic team. I was going to watch the game and then I saw the Celtic line up and I was like, what is the point? Why does it matter? It's like, I was, was it two, uh, two, two, two players who you'd expect might, well, one yeah. will, and two players with any chance of playing against Juventus? Well, all right, all right. Fraser Foster will be in the game on Tuesday, and uh, Chris Commons probably will be, but it's not 100% sure. I think the only other one that might be in my shout might be uh, the, the Israeli guy that got the second goal, Rami Gershon. Because it all depends on whether F.A. Ambrose gets back from the African Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. And that. congratulations to Mr. Ambrose because he's uh, now an African Nations champion thanks to Nigeria's 1 0 win last night. I, I choose never to watch it. I choose never to watch oh. the African Nations since no, a, few years ago, I think. <laughs> a few years ago, I think I watched it and I, I think I saw about two goals <laughs> the whole thing. Cool. I agree. I, I, any game I watch, I just get bored watching it. But to yes. be fair, the final itself wasn't great, but the goal that won it was absolutely brilliant. I caught I caught some bits of it, and I caught, because my dad's been watching it, and I caught a couple of bits of some games. And one thing I do notice is it does make me feel better about our officials when I see some of the decisions in their games. Even the final, I came in and saw uh, probably two minutes of the game, and all I saw was this great shot getting tipped around the post, and the ref gave a goal kick. Yeah. I was like, eh, what? <laughs> what, what, what were you talking about? What happened there? So bizarre. Anyway. I, I missed the final because I was I spotted that it was on via Twitter. But you know how sometimes Twitter doesn't update? So I, I, it ended up, I was flicking through all the channels looking for it and I couldn't find the game. And then I checked Twitter again and it had updated and it, the game had finished. <laughs> you, like I say, you didn't miss much. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a classic final. <laughs> I suppose it is. I mean, it does kind of sum up the, the, the golfing class, that game. Not, not African nations. Um, back to Inverness Celtic, I think, when... Celtic basically play, it was the reserve team. And I know sometimes we exaggerate with saying it's a reserve team, but it almost was. You know, that could have been a Celtic reserve game. Commons and Forster were coming back from 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 uh, injury. You know, they could easily have played that and then played another yeah. team at the weekend. So, uh, But I think we all realised that was the case this season. And maybe, maybe it helped them that the players out there, there wasn't much pressure. They could go out and prove themselves. I mean, if they got beat, I don't think... Lenin or the Celtic fans would have been particularly bothered. No, no. So I think it bodes well for Celtic and it was the right decision. I mean, bizarrely, I was speaking to my mate who's a Celtic fan and I was like, guys, definitely the right decision by Lenin. The league's won. You've got Juventus. There's no point in risking injury or fatigue, is there? But he was like, I but we could have done that if it was Hearts. I was like, what do you mean? We're even worse than Inverness. He's like, I know, but we couldn't, we couldn't let it. We couldn't I, do I, it I don't Hearts. agree with that. I, I don't <laughs> agree with that because I think Inverness is one of the toughest venues we visit any in any season we've played them. I mean, that's only what the fourth or fifth time or something along those lines that we've won by any more than two goals, any more than a goal up I there. Think... Uh, it's the first. It's only the second time we've scored three, and the other time we scored four was at the end of that season. This has been our best season ever in Inverness. I think his reasoning is more that Hearts is about the closest that Celtic get to. <laughs> any oh, right, sort of right, rivalry. It's, it's not. It's not so much that Inverness are better than us. It's we hate Hearts more. <laughs> I, I think that's what he was getting at. It's lucky uh, that we don't have that rule in Scotland where you have to put out your strongest team. Oh, that is a. You know what? I, I, I always think that's an absolute crock. To be honest, yeah. if if you register twenty five just on that subject, and if you choose to, 
you know what I mean? If if Man United have got the FA Cup final last game of the season and they're 20 points clear at the top of the league, why should they have to play their full team against another team just because they're in a, re- in a relegation battle? Not it should, at all. It, it comes down to the, if your team has earned the right to be that far in front that you can change your squad, then that's your choice. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be punished for it. Who's to say as well that you're putting out a weaker team? Because yeah. the manager's making the decision, not a, a, a guy in an office. So the manager might say that, well, take the Celtic game, for instance, that a lot of the players' heads weren't in it. And he uh, was apparently. fearful that Wanyama and so on would be pulling out the tackles and, and yeah. wouldn't have put in 100%. So he could easily argue that that was his strongest team mentally. Yep, you could, oh. yep. And at the same time as well, I think, was it, I'm sure, was it Wolves who got fined for it? Because he they had Old Trafford and then they had a home game against one of the relegation rivals. So he basically basically crossed out the game against Man United yes. and said, well, I'm not going to tire my team out, risk injury before our big game. I'm just going to let them put out, so he put out the reserves and they got beat. They got absolutely humped. And then I can't remember what happened in the home game, to be honest. But then that's that's their, that's their decision. You know, if he thinks... Yeah, right, even then, that might come down to goal difference. So if yeah. it comes down to goal difference in the, the season and you put out a weekend team against Man U and that gets you relegated, then seriously, right. But I, it was your choice at the time. I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's worked against... I remember at the end of the season... Hearts were trying to get into Europe one year and we played Dundee the last game of the season and we need to win but we also need Celtic to at least draw with Kilmarnock and Celtic were like 8 million points ahead of the top of the league so they just played the reserves and Kilmarnock won and yeah, it wasn't good for us but I mean Celtic can play who they want can't they? It's our fault for not being further ahead or being ahead in third so aye, won't get bogged down in that let's talk about Hearts let's talk about Well and Goo and Goo done aye. really well hitting the bar twice and obviously scoring his goal he hit the bar four times in 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 four games for Hearts. He doesn't even <laughs> doesn't even have much uh, much back lift at all. He just manages to get this power when no lift at all. I, I don't kills, know how he does it. He kills the ball really well when it when it comes down to whether it's on his chest, his foot, his head. He, he gets the ball down really well and cracking signing. But I know that fair play Dundee United. I think even before we went down to ten, they did sound like the better team at that point. But for me. And both managers said this after. The game was ruined by a red card, which was I, I, I thought it was completely ridiculous. I, I wasn't looking forward to seeing it because I was listening to the game and all the pundits and the radio, the Hearts ones, they seemed completely baffled by it being a red card. Do you not think it was dangerous now you've seen a replay? Not at all. It makes me even more annoyed each time I see it. Yeah, don't I, don't, I agree. It. I don't think it was dangerous either. I think, I think he launched in and his, his studs were shown. Definitely. But it's one foot and it's not exactly... Someone tell me how you reach when the ball's in front of you, studs always show. It's impossible for them not to. No, but you could point your toe. Point your toe isn't the natural thing that you do to stretch to reach the ball. Because I I hurt my ankle probably over a year ago and I taped it so much that it couldn't move. And trying to get a ball like that, it was just horrible because you're naturally wanting to tip your toe and point your toe and get the ball and that's what? in your no, head you don't. if you're sliding for something that's dead ahead you point your toe definitely you do because you're trying to, that's you trying to just get a wee bit edge a wee, another couple of inches I've done it myself I agree with that I agree with Craig on that one you do point your toe and he didn't he even I'm flat footed so it's a booking for me it's not a red card a booking at absolute most but I just think and I mentioned it for anyone listening don't know if they've heard this afterwards there was a lot of talk um, about Ryan McGowan said afterwards, McGowan was actually at the game. Ryan McGowan was there. And he said that, um, Colm said to Stevenson before the game, he mentioned to Steven, Stevenson he got in trouble last time because he didn't send him off. And I don't know what the that wording was. Me. 
And it doesn't sound like something, knowing what McGowan's like, it doesn't sound like something that he would just put out there to be controversial, to be honest. It doesn't, he doesn't seem like that type of person to put that out there. Maybe he said to him in a way that, look, I'm in real trouble, so don't give me any reason to have to make a decision here. But either way, did you see Stevenson? I don't know if it's showing the highlights, but I, when I was watching Alba, he lost it and he was going. You could see him mouthing. He's just doing that because he didn't send me off last time. And the, I thought he was going to... Both sets of players were having to drag him away from the referee. He was going crazy. And he was just... He was. You could see him mouthing going, he's just done that because he didn't send me off last time. Even if no, he what, did what say what that. Wally Coleman's an absolute clown of a referee. I totally agree. Because the, the problem here with this is the game at Easter, uh, the game against Hibs at Tynecastle was... Uh, it, it was another reckless challenge, but I think the problem there was there was excessive force, so it should have been a red like, card. The game this yeah. time round, there was no excessive force, so no, it's only no, a yellow. That's he the was, difference. He was he was he wasn't in the air. It was one footed. There is absolutely I can't see it's still any... dangerous. What do you mean it was dangerous though? Because the studs were shown. If he connected, how many times the studs showing tackles throughout a game? Oh, all the Can time, but not yeah. not and not like that when he was almost leading with his heel. God, I, I, I so it's reckless. The, the, I was watching. It was STV Grant was on Twitter last night because he was he was moaning about Billy Dodd saying by the letter of the law that's a red card. No, and he it's went, what law? <laughs> and STV Grant spent the next hour arguing with people about the law exactly. And I was I had to look through his timeline, and he was pointing out that yes, it is reckless. The reckless part gets you the yellow card. The the thing that makes it a red card is excessive force. If it's if it's reckless with excessive force, then you get a red card. Now the debate there is: is there excessive force? And I would say there isn't. And the thing that the thing annoys me, he has got an absolute perfect view of it. You see where he is? He can see that he can see that perfectly where he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just think he was you could see you see how quickly the red card was out. It oh, was I like wait. He, he couldn't wait. And you know, the, the worst thing is I was watching it, um I was listening, I w- tried to get a feed, but I was listening to it with my dad and the commentary was saying, you know, the hearts players are getting a bit frustrated with some of these decisions and I was like, he'll send one of us. he's got to send one of us off today. I was half tongue in cheek saying because the last time he's like, he's gonna send one of our players off. And I just think he couldn't wait and I think he bottled it because he thought, Oh, there's no way I can even risk any debate over a Stevenson ch- challenge again. I've got to send them off. But then on the flip side of that he gets he gets in trouble if he gets it wrong. If the, no, the referee in the stands, if he deems that it wasn't a red card, the column still gets in trouble. See, I don't, I, I don't see what I don't like. I don't. Fair enough, right? See if Stevens got sent off in the derby. I, I would have felt personally. I still don't think I sent off. But I can see why because he was in the air. That's fine. Red card, not red card. It's the referee's decision. I hate this going back over the game and picking tackles because then Deegan done one which I thought was just as bad, and they didn't do anything. And yeah, I'm like, well, because, how... because they deemed the referee dealt with it at the time. And I think and that's wrong. I agree with you on this one. If re- just because the referee's dealt with it at the time doesn't mean... Uh, like, or maybe the better way to say this is, how do we know Willicom didn't deal with the one in the Edinburgh it, Derby at the time? He, because he decided that wasn't a foul. He, he yeah. gave a throw and then he spoke to McPake and said it, it wasn't a foul. Yeah. So that's showed yeah. him so <laughs> It's so stupid. If he'd booked Stevenson, then that's all it would have been. That's yeah. a ridiculous thing. And I just think it's, it's totally silly. And I think people brought it up and I think maybe Sheep Tassik misunderstood what I was trying to imply. I think he put a, a thread about the referees hold a grudge. And I wasn't really, I'm not suggesting there's a grudge, but I think referees do, they do let other things come into account. And I think whether that's a, a player's history, you know, what a player's generally like, I think I've seen Michael Stewart and Ian Black get harshly treated at times. And that's not to say maybe it's, you know, what goes around comes around. But I've, you know, Ian Black would basically, for hearts, he would just get booked par for the course. First tackle Black, I see yellow. 
you, you, you know, get the same. It's like you get strikers that get a reputation for diving, and then they need to get yeah. pretty much halved in two before they get a penalty. Suarez Whereas is a other, bit, player, uh, other players will get clipped and get a penalty for it. I, I would almost bet Chris Common suffers for this now after the Wraith Rovers thing last week. And that's because what I was... it's made the press. Because it's made the press. Chris Commons will now be deemed as a diver, and he'll have to get whacked up in the air with two feet before he gets a penalty. It's, for me, with Commons, it's the way he falls. He falls onto the ball to grab it. Yeah, that's. It. I think that he just needs to make it a bit more natural but do, and just. But do you know, if he's filled, he's filled. Don't don't dive and grab the ball. Don't don't dive basically. But do you know what I mean? Like with the Stevenson one, I think I'm not saying Colm has a grudge against Stevenson and he wanted to send him off. I think in his mind he was worried because he'd been given a telling off because he didn't send him off for a tackle before, and he sees him going in for a tackle, which yeah, it's foul. Give him a yellow, but he's like, I can't risk the same. He overcompensates. Yeah, and maybe the same thing happened with someone, for, you know, with Commons. Say he, he gives a penalty, it turns out he dived. The next game, if Commons goes down and it looks marginal, he probably won't, you know, it'll be in his head. And that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying referees are sitting there going, all oh, right, I really want to send this player off or I really want to book that player for diving. But I think these things do affect them. And that's why part of me doesn't like the whole bringing, you know, bringing back tackles in a game. If the referee doesn't give a red or he does... I can understand. I just think it's difficult. I think it's because you, you, then the argument is, well, you need to go through every game and check every tackle. Re-referee a game. Because if you're going to pick out one, then you've got to pick out the next one because yeah. it's a bit unfair. I agree. And Stevens... then it's got to be televised as well. Exactly. you don't it's... see them going down to the second division. But anyway, I mean, fair play at Dundee United. I mean, I think, to be honest, the bigger loss for us was Alucas going off injured as opposed to <laughs> Stevenson getting sent off. We actually see... It, Galvanise us a little, a little bit. Um, fair play to Dundee United. Over the course of the game, they they seem to certainly deserve it. But it just it just annoyed me because I felt that the red card was um, it had a, it it was coming, and I don't think it was just based on that game. But Did you see the on. Willow Floods goal celebration? Oh, what a! No, that reminded me of a David Attenborough programme I was watching. They were talking about giraffes. They have to buckle their legs when they go down to drink water from the river. <laughs> At least, at least he got booked because you don't know. It's not only was it ridiculous, but did you see where he sprinted over to do it? No, I didn't. I didn't spot that. I was... oh, that's the hearts corner that he ran all the way over to to do it in front of. Which, to oh, be honest, fair play, Stan. Yeah, to be honest, is is a bit stupid because you know you see players like put their hand to their ear or something anywhere near the away end, and to do that was was pretty stupid because if I was in the front row and you know I, I wouldn't have been too impressed <laughs> with Willow Flood, especially with a face like that. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Scott from the Footy Blog says, I look like Willow Flood. That's really harsh. <laughs> that is quite harsh. Oh, you've upset me now. Anyway. Aye, we'll, we'll move on. I, I can't think of anything else I really wanted to, to touch on from the. We talk about the red cards in the Willow game because they were just ridiculous. <laughs> I missed that one as well. But. Oh, that's another one. That was, uh, I, I feel it was, it was, no, it was, it was James McPake was on the sports scene alongside Billy Dodge. And he's yep. the one that said, Keith Lasley's not that kind of player. I thought, yes. Oh, not again. <laughs> they come over this one all the time. How oh, many times does Keith Lasley have to get sent off before he is that kind of player? It used to really annoy me because you'd have like, <laughs> I'm sure Lasley's been sent off more than black and you'd have like, yeah. 
Lazo would go in two footed in a match, red card, and then all they would talk about is he's such a nice guy, he's really not that type of player. Black would get sent off and it would just be absolute dog's abuse. I'm like, come on, what what does Lasley have to do to get someone to say that he's a bit dirty? I mean, come on. Well, Lasley was... one's a shocker. He just runs over and whacks a guy. There's no even any attempt to play the ball. He just takes him out. Lasley red. Lasley And he gets up and looks at it and goes, what? Uh, <laughs> Fraser Kerr as well. Everybody gets annoyed when somebody goes into the corner and tries to waste time. But See, you didn't do that. There's, an, there's almost an argument for Kerr and that he was just a bit late, but he was just a bit late and really forceful about it. Yeah, he just went flying. So we're back to that excessive force again. So I can understand why that one's a red card, but the Lasley one's just him running over the wacky guy. <laughs> I'm sure Greg would disagree though, of course, because he's a, he's a housewife's favourite or something. Oh, he used to always say that, didn't yeah. he? Is he a silver fox, is he? Oh, I think so, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe Greg's got a wee bit of man love for him. I'll need to ask him. <laughs> The table, I mean, again, the weekend makes the table, it, it's so, it's just so odd, the table, because again, you're looking at Inverness, Motherwell, still second, joint second, it's like St Mirren, between St Mirren second bottom, it's now yeah. eight between yeah. second bottom and, and <laughs> second top, it's, and it's so, it is that so weird, because again, I, I would fancy Dundee United to possibly push on and finish second now, and at the same time, I've said it with hearts, Although we got beat, you know, you look at having suddenly with Ngu up there, you suddenly think the games where we were drawing or just struggle to find a goal, suddenly I think, well, we, we can maybe snatch a goal or two from Noor because he can, he's a type of striker who can pick a goal out. St Mirren, although they're still second bottom, I, I think they've been one of the more impressive teams in the last few weeks. Yeah, so it's, um. it's, it's so difficult. I mean, it's, it's really difficult. I mean, it's like even Inverness, I mean, they're, they've hit a, a bit of a rut almost. By their standards in the last few games, and they're still second. They're still second, yeah. They built so, up. They had built up a wee bit of a gap, but they're start. They're getting clawed back into that pack again. What you say? I, like, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if anybody finished second, to be honest. Apart from Dundee, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Apart from Dundee, I, and I'm I'm pleased that you've just now now I know that mathematically Hearts can still win the league, so I'm quite optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> the, the split will be good. I know I don't like saying that kind of thing, but the race for the spot will be good. I'm not sure is, the spot will be good. I'm almost, <laughs> well, I'm almost, I'm almost disappointed that there's going to be a split because you yeah. know, it, you know, it could be, if things keep going the way it is, you could end up where the bottom half the split, half the teams have got more than the top half of the split. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the team in seventh's got more than the team in second. <laughs> it's not, it's not on the lightly. Let's face it. It's, it's I mean, that... seven, seven's in thirty-three now. Inverness are the thirty-seven. There's four points. Ah, they'd need to draw a lot of games in the top, I mean, top the half of the table. But would is, that really surprise you? Do you not think this sums up why? I mean, could you imagine it, right, if we just split around this stage of the season with this stupid three-way split, and you got, say you had, it would put, say it was around this time, and you had, what, was it split in eight? So you'd have Ross County would be in the in the middle eight or whatever, on 32, yep. and Dundee or what, they're on, what, 14? Yep. yep. So there's 18 points between them, and they go back to zero. So if Dundee then managed to sneak ahead of them on goal difference, they could have 18 points less over the season and they could get ahead of, and Ross County would go down. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You see the proposals for that because I think there's got to be some kind of waiting in that. Which but then, your, your first 22 games aren't written off. I know, but, but how, how do they... you do it fairly? Because the, the folk in the, the bottom 12, if you finish top, for example, you're going to be running away with the league and potentially you're going to have 30, 40 points more than Dundee yeah. would have. And then I, but they've been playing against teams who are 
Obviously, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. There needs to be some kind of waiting in that. I, I just think... Because you, you can't just say that the team that were top of the first division are fifth in the the the, the middle eight, but you can also can't say that the team that were ninth in the, the top 12 How do you are in the same number of points as the 12th team. Yeah, but maybe, maybe we're treating this as the same season. Maybe we need to start thinking it as a potential I, two seasons in one year. I, I hate the whole thing. You know where you like, you know where it turns into a cup sort of thing at the end. So imagine if it was done that way where like, say, it doesn't matter if you finish top. It, it's like the top two played off for the league or something. It's like oh. Celtic could finish 50 points ahead of Inverness and then have one bad game and lose. <laughs> yeah. then, then, then a one-off game at Hamden. You know what you like at Hamden? Oh, in fact, that sounds I, quite good. I like <laughs> that proposal. But yeah. you know what? I hate when people say Oh, it makes it more exciting and stuff. You know what it says? Oh, it means that Dundee would still be in the chance of staying up. I was like, in the interest of fairness, you know, imagine if imagine if it worked out that Celtic, like Inverness won the league with 50 points less than the, the, than Celtic and Dundee stayed up with 30 points less than yeah. someone else. It would just yeah. be stupid. There's no, there's no balance to that. It's just it's unfair. Like, you, you play 38 games, but they only, only came down to one. What? How's that fair? <laughs> Imagine all you, what you do is like you could just say right. What we're going to do is we're going to keep all our money for the January transfer window, right? We're just going to play a bunch of kids. We'll lose every game ten 0 the first half of the season. And then we've saved all that money up, and we're going to go and buy a really good team for the middle part of the season and try and win that. You could. That's a thought actually. Can you imagine if Dundee had done that? This like, if it worked this year and Dundee had got the like late entry and they got a couple of games against Celtic, a couple of games against like Inverness and Motherwell, and a couple of against Dundee United. And then went out all out and got like a, a brilliant team for the second half. <laughs> Fini- finished in the top half in the middle eight and got to do it all over again. Anyway, anyway should we should probably better move on to Scotland if you want to mention it at all. I well, I wanted to touch on the, the SFL. <sighs> but... <sighs> what are you, you moaning? But the SFL first division is fantastic. Yep, you're right. I know, but then you, but it's fantastic to see the scores, but I don't get to see it or anything. <laughs> Nah, I just that's see a frustrating scores. thing, yeah. I just see go. I just you get see highlights go- online now. I'm sure you. I'm, oh, I I'm think sure you get website actually. Oh, you get highlights online. I was watching the Rangers game earlier, and stupidly I put it full Don't screen, and there was a wee blue pixel scored a goal, and then the next blue pixel scored a goal. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll watch that. I'll just because I, I I can't bother watching a lot of the SPL games. I'll I'll watch the SF. I'll watch the right. Scottish Division highlights. So I wanted to mention the first division, the fact that a charity bet was gobbed because Hamilton were beaten 2-1 by the Pars. There's a wee bit of a risky bet there. But then Falkirk was a shock. They got humped 4-1. Humped. Was Cowden. that a big shock? That's, that's what I get for back the, the bearded one, though. Yeah. Whatever it was I called them last week. <laughs> Away from the the results, and Falkirk are giving some good news, as FIFA have ordered Bradford to pay them compensation for Mark Stewart. They're getting just over 200 grand. Ah, that's not bad going. It's quite a lot for Bradford because I remember they said when they were playing Aston Villa that the entire Bradford team that were playing Villa were um, there was only one there was seven thousand pounds spent on it I think one player and it was that um, big forward they'd bought for seven grand and the rest were all free transfers so don't know if Bradford would be too impressed with that but it's it's good because he was a young player wasn't he Yeah aye aye, aye that's why would they would they go the the compensation Yeah aye then in the second division Cooney South. Extend their lead at the top after they beat Stennis Muir. Boring. And <laughs> Aloha drew with Ayr. It sounds like Aloha were a bit lucky to get that point despite Ayr having 10 men. And there's 18 points of a gap. And I was wondering if Betfred was going to start paying out after he's announced that he's paying out on Man United winning the English Premier League. And they're only 12 points ahead. Right, I want to bring this up. 
See how the SPL lost like one of their biggest teams, and that's why it's a one-sided league. What's England's excuse? What's La Liga's excuse? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All these, all these leagues throughout Europe are all done already. Yeah. Uh, in fact, what's uh, Portuguese league might not be doing too bad for a change. I don't really keep up with the Portuguese. <clears throat> then the big news is really, to, I think it was today it broke that Craig Gordon is talking that he could be retiring because of his nice. knee problem. And coach Dumbarton at the weekend. Yeah, I signed up as a coach and there was some it's Dumbarton fans were thinking that he was going to be starting, but, but no. Well, see, did but, he need him? won again at the weekend, they beat Lovingston. Was that uh, away at Lovingston? I seen. <clears throat> yep, it was, uh, yeah. 3-2. Three, 3-2. Three, they conceded twice, so Craigie can't have been coaching them anymore. <laughs> He's only done five months. <laughs> I feel a wee bit, I feel a wee bit bad because I'd always thought that Craig Gordon hadn't found another club because he was greedy and he was still wanting his seventy odd grand a week. But just maybe it's go. just because he was injured. Did you see um, how they how it came about? It was from um, when him and Ian Murray were both on sports scene. Aye. <laughs> and they obviously nice. started chatting, and he said, "You know, come along and <clears throat> what, what are you doing now? Aye, if all nothing. <laughs> you want to come be a goalkeeping coach? Aye, no problem." It must be like, I can see, obviously I can see the advantage of a goalkeeping coach over a, a period of time, but, you know, if you just came in for like that day for that game, it's like, can you do much? Right, lads, come on, goalkeeping talk, right, see when the ball comes, save it. <laughs> I mean, what's that? How right. much can they do in like, just a, on a match day to the keeper? Here, catch the ball! Alright, cheers, Greg. I can't show you how to do a goal kick because of my knee. <laughs> you just need to take my word for it. To be fair, he was crap, but it was his, it it was. Was his Achilles heel. I'm just looking at the first division here. Dumbarton are now six points clear at Airdrie and have played two games less. That's some turnaround for earlier in the season. It's unbelievable, yeah. I thought they would be the whipping boys. Were they not? Were they not were miles behind. They were They're five, almost an inspiration for Dundee. They had five points before Murray started. Murray Did they not finish three. fourth last season in the second division? Because they got in through the playoffs, didn't they? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember where they finished. You could be, can't well, could be anywhere, but look, look, can a fourth sounds about right. All right, well, we'll move on. The third division's nothing really exciting there. As I said, Rangers won the, the blue pixel, scored a couple of goals. Another blue pixel scored another goal in the far corner. Come on, Blackie! Another pixel scored. <laughs> Is that not a black pixel? <laughs> <laughs> and then a red pixel was showing them. No, it's a different game. Right. Then I suppose the only exciting bit in the third division now is down at the bottom. Sterling against Easterland. Who's going to finish worst team in the, the country? But then, Playoffs exciting as well. Ah, but what does it matter if they're going to do reconstruction? Oh, hopefully, it might matter, cause they, might, they might still do 12, 12, 10, 10. So. Let's just hopefully just don't do any of it. It's all ridiculous. Right, right that's the SFL bit done, Laurie. You'll be pleased. And we'll move <laughs> on to the Scotland game. Because yep. Strachan took over and Fantastic. played on Absolutely uh, brilliant victory. I detect a hint of sarcasm in your voice. Nah, you know, like, nah, it's easy to say it was uh, rubbish because uh, for large spells it was. Yes. But, the, I mean, it's, it's Strachan's first game. He wanted to see what he had to work with. And what he got in the first half for the likes of Chris Burke, surprisingly, and Sean yep, Mulroney was fantastic. They got 45 minutes and they took them both off because obviously he'd seen enough and then the game died. Aye, Chris Burke <laughs> was brilliant. But I think maybe they over-relied on him. There was a couple of times i seen Mulgrew at left-back trying to do the diagonal ball to him. And Mulgrew just doesn't have that in his locker to hit the ball that far. And What? He doesn't. It's, it's no. just, it was it was too far. Mulgrew's brilliant at crossing. and You can't kick the ball very far. Well, if you're left back and he was wanting to put it in the opposite corner and he just couldn't do it. But anyway, I, Burke was really good, really impressed with him. I've not seen him in ages. 
but it's no, he's improved a lot since the last. I had to look it up after the game. Turns out he's playing for Birmingham City. Oh come on! I knew I've not seen him much, but I knew that. He's only twenty nine. I don't watch the championship though, so why would I know that? It's it's bizarre. I mean, it's like I remember it was because when I was thinking how long ago I mean he last played, and I remember watching when he last played because it was before we played Gretna in the Scottish Cup final, because it was in that Kieran Cup. Kieran Cup, yeah, which we shot and won. And he scored twice against Bulgaria, but oh, I was really impressed with Burke. Definitely a positive. And I've, I, I said before the game, I was like, I've no seen him. Be interesting to see what he's like because I've no seen him in ages. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was. I have to say, I mean, the pitch was terrible. I don't think that helped Matt as much at all. But he won. I think he was a bit cautious because it was his first game. And let's be let's be let's be honest. Estonia aren't mugs. I mean, they got to the playoffs, so they did get humped by Ireland. But they obviously are not completely atrocious and kept a clean sheet won the game to be honest I thought they were the better team a couple of chances I mean they were reasonably solid and we got to see Burke playing and I know that the people who are more pro Levine were highlighting that it was no different I mean and it wasn't much different I mean Levine did quite well in friendlies we have to remember it, it really comes down to competitive games at the end but I thought that some of the players looked a bit more comfortable um, I thought we looked a bit more tactically astute as well. I, 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 it's maybe a subtle difference, but I thought we, we we tried different tactics during the game as well, which I don't remember Craig Levine ever doing. It was like nope, four six zero, and that's it. I mean, he he did have he, he did have to stick to a kind of a sort of similar sort of lineup because he didn't want to make too many drastic changes because it is his first game, and although it's yeah. a friendly, I think it's quite important that that he did get a win. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, a couple of things for me are like. I think, I think he can't. Don't think he can play it better than Webster. I, I would rather even see Caldwell next to Webster. Yeah, Caldwell not injured or something. I think he's yeah, no, Caldwell he's was... one of the few that turned up for the training camp and was sent home again. But um, I still think at centre back. I mean, I like Andy Webster, a big fan of his. But I, I, I'd like to see. I don't know who maybe better with him. Someone with who's maybe a bit quicker because Webster's very solid. And he reads the game well, but he, he will get caught out if he's against someone quicker. So a couple of things to work on, but yeah, I thought on the whole it was it was reasonable, you know. I thought Mulgrew's like goal was really good, well taken. Oh yeah, uh, uh, for training ground. Yeah, if that's that's the kind of shot that you would sky over the bar because yeah. it's it's such a difficult <clears throat> skill to do. It's He's quite good at that do. though. I've seen him do that for uh, Celtic a few times. Up in Inverness, actually, the, the last time we were in Inverness, he scored a goal pretty much pretty similar to that. McGregor so was good. It's, yeah. um, he's, he's, is he still potentially off to England? They're talking about West Brom in West the summer Brom, for right. four million, which is a steal. That's right. I wonder uh, if I... the, the creditors will get a sale on fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was, at least it's a win. At least it's points in the, the rankings, and we'll, we'll find out in March when we're up against Wales. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's uh, okay, we won a friendly, but how are we going to do in a, a, a real competitive match? Now, I know we're not going to Rio, but we still want to be doing well in the, the group. Yeah, I mean, somehow we, want, we, not want to, we don't want to finish bottom for a start. We need to finish at our pot level or above in yeah. my eyes. That's what we need to be aiming for now. What pot were we? Four? We Three? were third, I think. I think. Third no, we were four. Were I, we? I thought I'm, we were fourth. Yeah. Um, we were fourth. I think there was... Um, Wales are <clears> bottom. <throat> I know that. Wales are bottom, but I think it was Croatia, Belgium, and Serbia. I'm sure they were all ahead of us. I think you're right. Yeah. So we in the same pot as the Pharaohs. You're kidding me on. Oh, the Pharaohs are only just sneaked up a pot. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Oh, dear. Isn't the Pharaohs? Aye. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. 
No, Fairs were a fifth. No, fifth, no. but we're fourth. No. Fairs are fifth because it's Wales six. were were fifth. Wales were six. Wales were in the Fairs Wales were in the bottom. Yeah. Aye, which is six. Which is right, six. okay. All right. There will be like one group. Is it still one group of five, or is it? Oh, fuck, I, I can't so. remember. Oh, who cares? Like, anyway, it's hard to keep up. Wait, 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 wait till somebody else gets independence, and then we'll be jumping another. We're out of that anyway. Scotland. <laughs> we're out of it anyway. Right, we'll move on to the charity bit. Oh, I've not, I keep meaning to actually properly. <laughs> I keep meaning to properly plan this. You know, actually look at the games. You and try to say up. that we don't properly plan it. No, I just open McBookie when I when you mention it because I forgot to look at the games. Same here. <clears throat> That's the best way of doing it. Keep yeah, I, I don't think so. I've, I've had a look at the fixtures beforehand. I've got a list of one, two, three, four teams here, and I wait and see what you guys are going to say before I pick mine. Oh, you see that? Well, you all right, all right. Let's have right. prepared that. Right, let's go then. You take this seriously. Well, right. you go first then. You go first then, Chris. Who well, no, because I've got a list of four in front of me. You guys, you two will struggle because you don't prepare. Right, no, I'm not going to so struggle. Pick yours, and in case you pick one of mine, I've got, a, I've got spares. I'm going straight in. <laughs> go I'm going straight in. This is good, really good odds. <laughs> Silly odds, Dumbarton, eleven to four. Mm. Oh, they were at race, was it? Aye. I've lost already. Let's just not do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lorry. Or... I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, just looking. What's the date? Sixth, third division, Montrose. Relgan rubbish. <clears throat> Not really, they were playoffs last I checked. You didn't really need to do prep, right? Well, Chris, why don't you pick then? Uh, right, I have one of four. I could go Queen of South, which is fairly easy. They're a weight strand there, I suppose, so the odds might be decent enough. One to three. Uh, what about nice. Aberdeen at home to Dundee? I no. didn't know what I would lost by Friday. Uh, I- Aberdeen will screw up. <laughs> They're something stupid because Aberdeen have been pretty poor recently. Um, others have got Peter Henry against Sterling Albion, maybe. I think that's East a good shoot. Berwick, an athletic of home East Sterling. Yeah, let's go Peter Henry against Sterling Albion. Sterling's no one away all season. Aye, let's go with that. Oh, it's going to happen now. Um, right, I'll make a decision. Let me just quite look at the table at least because I don't even know where teams are. You see, I'm, I rely on you, Craig, to tell me what these little diddy leagues are, placings are at. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, you don't need to worry about odds too much because Dumbarton are boosting it right up. Can't believe they're living. Uh, it's because that's mental. <laughs> uh, ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, I don't want to. That's fifty-seven pounds just on a double. Paul, Hart, Paul Hartley's let me down already a couple of times in this charity bit. I think no, no, just it was just the ones he's let me down the charity bit. Uh, what has he let you down in other ways? Aye, maybe that's something we should aye. discuss off off the podcast. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, right. Let's see. <clears throat> Park. Oh no, Park have been back on the. Oh. Just pick a team. Oh, right. Morton have been on quite good form, haven't they? Yeah. But they're playing Park Thistle though. Really? Yeah. You're even looking at those games. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. good at this betting thing. Ah, <laughs> I, well, I need time to look at the form and the stuff. Air right. against Albion Rovers. Come on, Albion Rovers are rank. Eight to thirteen for air at home. All right, just pick that then. They're in rank, you know. Ah, but they're less rank. Yeah. The less rank. All right, just do that then. And you've said it now. Just do it. Right, ninety-two pound, eighty-eight pence. Cool. Dumbarton, Peterhead, near. Right, easy. I'll... Easy peasy. Apart I'll from do. the Dumbarton, that's a that'll, bit risky. That'll do, pig. That'll do. 
Right. <laughs> Just so I don't forget, before we do the SPL predictions, because that's normally what we do here, we can't even gloss over the fact that Celtic are playing against Juventus tomorrow evening. Chris, are you peeing your pants with excitement? Eh, no quite. No? <laughs> I don't, well, I'm really looking forward to it, but on the other hand, I'm pretty sure before. I'm going through. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, nah, actually, that's one of the reasons I am looking forward to it, because <clears throat> I missed that 4 3 game. Ah. There's, a, a, there's a really rubbishy story where I, I could have bought the three match package, but because I was going to be on holiday for one of the three games, I didn't bother. And then September 11th happened, and our game got postponed, so I ended up going to that anyway. But because I didn't have a three-match package, I only managed to get to two of the games, and the one I missed was the Juventus game, which turned out to be our best game in Europe for years. I can get ah, that. We've had a few, few cracking games in Europe since then, so I'm not too worried about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm ah, looking forward to it. You'll be, you'll be hoping On the other hand, not... we've bowed out the last 16, the last couple of times we've made it. The really see is beating Juventus. Mm, well, if we're going to have any chance, we need to win something at home. You've got to be fair. in it to win it. That's the way I'm saying what I'm doing. I'm looking forward to the night. We've got much further than anyone expected. It's been absolutely brilliant for our finances, as we revealed earlier today, when we've seen we've made an absolute packet and I could sell my house, I think, and pretty much pay off Celtic's bank debt now. But to be fair, <laughs> I think when you look at the teams you could have got, I mean, I I think Celtic have got nothing to lose, you know. I mean, I and I I don't think that Juventus are <clears throat> as good as they once were. Probably not as as good as they were back then. I mean, although did they rest a few players for the four three one? I can't even remember. That died. Okay. But I remember they uh, obviously you were hoping there's no controversy like the. I can oh, remember. I can remember. I could still remember. Show. I lived Martin O'Neill after that one. Three two was oh, it? Celtic were extraordinary that night. But Juve, I've sure. I've. This is the this is the the weeks where um I I don't do my my hearts um supporting a lot of the heart supporting friends don't like me because I put on my Scotland uh, supporting other clubs hat <laughs> so I, I hope they'll do well and I think I think they got every chance of beating UV at Parkhead why not uh, why not we've eh? always got a chance at home because of the the home support it's just loaded team on and uh, you know what the key is I think I think the key would be getting Samaras on that pitch. Because it, it showed against Barca, that's a brilliant outball from Forster. Just pump it up to him and he can do something with the ball. Something happens to him. I think it's just these big games. Something happens and he, he turns into a good player. Well, the thing is, is, I think when you're playing against better teams, it is, it is really useful to have someone who's comfortable with the ball and can keep the ball keep at his feet, you know, can go past. Sometimes in the SPL, I, I, don't, I think Samaras is almost kind of obsolete. In some games in the SPL for Celtic, I don't. I, don't, I just think sometimes it just seems like almost like a luxury you don't really need yeah. in some games in the SPL. Uh, from what I see, it whereas <clears throat> in games like that in the Champions League, he can you can give the ball out to him, he can hold up, and he can take players on with it. And yeah, I, but I yeah, but that's the thing. The, the, any reports I ever hear from the, the continental teams, when they look at Celtic, they point out that their star man is George Samaras. And uh, uh, the stats even back it up, because I think we really struggled against Benfica at home when it was nothing each, and he didn't play. I think if he doesn't make it tomorrow, again we'll struggle. And when you look at all our away games, he scored on all five of them, which is an, like a, a Celtic record now. I think, it's, I think it's as well with the way he plays. It's, you know, in Europe, it's not quite as easy for Celtic, you know, it's. I yeah. think with Celtic and the SPL against a lot of teams, it's kind of a case of, well, you don't need to mess around with the ball too much. You can kind of move a bit faster and get forward. 
because you're playing against defences, which, let's be honest, aren't the best. Whereas in Europe, you need to spread the play. You need to get it wide. You need to drag. You need to spread the play, you know, drag defenders out, try and build. And I think Samaras is good at that. And he's he's quite a clever player when he wants to be. Um, but so yeah, I, I think something about every chance, and I, I hope they at least win to make you know you wouldn't want to lose by you know a couple of goals and it's almost over before the second leg. I think if they can even get a draw, you know, I mean, like even a nil-nil in these games, I don't think it'll be nil-nil. But even no, a result th- like that is, I, I reckon at best we're going to get one each because like, for all for all we're really good at home, I really do rate Juventus at the moment. I think oh, we were never going to get an easy draw. We could only got one of seven teams, and every single one of them was a good team. I was quite happy for? getting Juventus at the time because I'd rather get them than somebody like Man United because we played them bazillion times, or Bayern Munich are great, or Borussia Dortmund. Or yeah, I've said it loads that. of times. You're better but, off getting a, a big team like this because aye. why? Why worry about getting beat off a big team like Juventus? Yeah. What you need to be worrying about is getting beat off these daddy teams that nobody's ever heard of and us in Scotland seem to think they're rubbish. That's that's when it gets embarrassing. Yeah, you better off getting these big massive nights. Like, this is a, a night you're going to remember for years to come regardless of the scoreline tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, definitely. I, just, I think my, my biggest fear is we don't show up for some reason and we get hammered. <laughs> it's difficult. Mm. I think that Lennon's he's building it up to a massive level and obviously the fans are quite rightly as well yeah. but it, you don't want that going to the, the players heads that's the thing like people like Wanyama he's he's still young people forget that that he's he is used to playing big games like this but he's still young it could very easily just lose it you just got to hope that they play better up front <laughs> I think we're more likely to see the likes uh, Anelka and uh, was it Vucinic or Vucinic? Vucinic. Vucinic. Sure, they're not going to throw Anelka in, are they? I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, I think... like, let's face it: the one we're all going along to see is Pirlo. Because yep. I mean, that that to me is one of the highlights of being in the Champions League is getting to watch these players in the flesh. I know, but I mean, I've seen just... Messi and Xavi and Iniesta more than once now, and I've seen them again this season. I've seen. Um, Emanike for Sparta at Moscow. I think he's a cracking player. His partner up front was fantastic as well. And I'm going to see Pirlo. I, I, I remember being disappointed last season when uh, Udinese left Di Natale at home. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I like to see these players come to Celtic Park. When you get to see them, you see, you're seeing football brilliance. Yeah. And ideally, you're seeing your team be better than them. Like I'll, just, I'll just have to settle for uh, Bale. Bale, I didn't well, even, see... even even Gareth Bale. I mean, when he's not falling over in the box, he's a pretty good player. Didn't even get to see Suarez. They played Carroll at Tynecastle. The useless. <laughs> we didn't get that at Ibrox anymore. We get we the Ramsden's see... Cup. <laughs> <laughs> right, you want to move on? Just I'm thinking about time here. And aye, aye, aye. The, uh, SPL predictions. Aye, this is another thing I should plan, but oh well, oh well. Right, so. Forget the Man United Real Madrid game. On Wednesday, because it's Inverness against Kelly. That's mm. where everyone's gone. It's a hard one, I think. It is a hard one, but I'm going to go for a home win, 1 0. Uh, I am going home win as well, 2 1. Um, don't know, 1 0. <laughs> and then there's a game on Friday, Aberdeen against Dundee. I'm going to go a home win, 2 0. Rubbish, 1 0. I'm almost tempted to be Paul Band, but no, 1 0. Surely Aberdeen will beat Dundee. I mean, I don't know. Well, is that the uh, Plowed Field they're going to be playing on? So, it could be a level. There was a couple of bits of green grass. I'm going to go nil-nil. I'm actually going to go nil-nil. I think Aberdeen are like Hibs. You know, if if, if they've got one, the one player, if they're one player who can score, isn't scoring, I just can't see them scoring. <laughs> and on Saturday, 
all the games are a three o'clock kickoff. First, I've got his Celtic against Dundee United. Jackie Mack. Jackie Mack, the returning to Celtic Park. Yeah, I think that'll be a good game, actually. I'm going to go for 2-1 Celtic. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic, but I'm not convinced. Depending on oh, well, what I like after European games. I'm sure Jackie last, Mack, time, up. last time you played United. Did you not play United at Celtic Park not long ago? We did. It was that rearranged game from August. Ah, that's what it was. Because you predicted a draw on that and then you pumped them, didn't you? So this, by logic, then this one will be the one where they get something. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1-1. Got Hearts versus Kamarnock. What Hearts? This this is cheating because Kelly are playing on Wednesday as well. Right. (laughs) Cheating. I'm going to go 2-0 in Goo. I I remember an LMA manager. Did you ever used to play that? It rings a bell, but I don't know. I don't think so. Used to play it on the console and... um, I remember it. It was so stupid. I remember having to play the last game of the league season in the cup final the next day. They made me play the last game of the league season on the Saturday. I had to play the cup final the day after. I had to do that in the, back in the day, did they not? Two games in a row. Surely not. Yeah. What, what, there is that uh, bizarre scenario where the Champions League final is a Saturday and the Scottish Cup final is a Sunday in the same weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Should Celtic somehow negotiate their way past Juventus and two more rounds? <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, um, Hearts Kelly. Aye, I went 2-0. 2-0 Hearts? Yep. Really? Uh, we're doing a lot home at Kilmarnock. Yeah, I'm repeating. Aye, exactly. I've seen Kilmarnock win at Tynecastle quite a few times now in the Stems. recent years. So, uh, I think Ingu will probably help. Though. So, let's, let's save one each. Nah, I'm, I'm going to go the Ingu, the, the Ingu show. Hearts 3, Kilmarnock 1. Oof. Hat-trick! Were you not just saying that Kilmarnock are quite good? And hearts are rubbish. I'm not picking Marnock <laughs> to win. No, we've got to beat them sometime at Tynecastle. They seem to have this little thing Aye, against. No, you don't. I would do. Right, Motherwell <laughs> against Inverness. I'm going to go for one apiece. Uh, I, I got confused there for a moment. I was like, have I not just predicted an Inverness? <laughs> yeah, you did the Wednesday game. <laughs> I, I know, that's what it was. Um. Well, this is a game that Inverness usually got pumped in, doesn't it, Motherwell? They have pumped to the last right. couple of times, so yeah. uh, it's still there'll be no wisely, I suppose. So without their captain. So, no red cards. Um I'll say a two one home win, Marlon. I'm going two two. Two apiece. Two two. Well Ross County against St Johnson. This'll be a good one after seeing St Johnson. Oh, it's gonna be nil nil now, you said. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go for an away win. Nil <laughs> two. I'm going nil nil just because he said that. I'm going one each because Dingwall's a, play, a difficult place to go. It is. It's far. The roads are terrible. Especially right. this time in the weather and all that jazz. In case it snows. St Mirren against Hibs. I don't know what's happening to Hibs. As we say, as we say, say Mon the Buddies, but then I realised I could send us second bottom potentially, so I don't know if I should. Yes, Mon the Buddies. <laughs> I'm going to go 2 1 to St Mirren. So well. I like that. I like the sound of that. I'll have a bit of that. 2 1 cents. Well, you won't go second bottom if your other predictions right in Hearts 1 3 1. So you're I just... know, but, but that was an optimistic prediction. <laughs> that was, bit, that was <laughs> predicting with my heart, not my head. All right. Well, that's us got to the end, but I wanted to mention the 3D programme, Laurie. Hey! Pop up book. Hey! <laughs> I was going to say, oh no, what's Craig going to mention now? <laughs> so, is it blue and red glasses? First ever, so 
Hard Kilmarnock uh, next weekend for anyone listening will be the first ever 3D program in Scotland, which uh, yours truly has a part of writing in. I, I was asked to make sure there's lots of references to a certain cup final, just for Greg. Lots of five-one references, so we have some nice 3D images of legends like Scatchel, Black, Paolo Sergio, people who are elsewhere now. <laughs> a technology that was cool in the 90s, and you're the first one to do it. That's just it's embarrassing. They've done it, they've done it in England, I know that, but um, but that, that was, was all the rage. These blue. It is blue and red, isn't it? Yeah, that was all the rage years ago, and now it's all about these cool Ray-Ban glasses. There's a guy in Back to the Future called 3D who just wears them all the time. Does he? Aye, <laughs> you don't remember him? No. He's one of Biff's skateboarding. Aye, one of his, one of his gang. Sorry, not Biff, Griff, I think. Is it not? No, it's the 50s Biff. one. Right, aye. aye. There's Griff Tannen that's in the Back to the Future too. That's what aye. I'm thinking. I'm sure he wears glasses as well, not me. I wanted to mention a, a bit of a bizarre incident on Saturday night. I went through to Edinburgh and I was in the grass market and I'd had a bit too much to drink and I'm sure I kept asking my mate to get me a water and he kept coming back with a whiskey. But anyway, Seven, <laughs> Seven Nation Army came on and me and my mate, who's a St. Johnson fan, started singing Gregory Taddy along to the Seven Nation Army, which is a bit... Would, I don't know thought, why. They would have just heard you singing to that song and assumed you were Hearts fans singing about Hibs fans. What, what's that? Oh, right. <laughs> I know I know what one you mean now, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of Italian rugby fans in there. They were singing something that just sounded a bit like Gregory Taddy. So. Oh, I've I, I seen Italian rugby fans. Oh, I was at the rugby on Saturday, so I would see Italian rugby fans. <laughs> but they were chanting across the road. <laughs> uh, so singing, oh, rugby is... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, because we, we won... <laughs> Rugby's Aye. absolutely fantastic. Scotland thumped that one. Oh, I was I watching it and there was folk going crazy in the pub and I just don't know what's going on. See, I don't say we when it's rugby because I just don't like the egg chasing. Stupid sport. And I was watching... The ball's yeah, the wrong that... way. The thing is, they, they always look stupid. See, when the ball goes in the ground and it's bobbling about, you can't go and pick it up because you'll end up being made look like an idiot. I caught, I caught five minutes of one of the games that I was watching and it's just, it's just horrendous. It's just... Kick the ball in the air. Everyone jumps on top of each other, rolls about in the mud. Scrum. Kick the ball in the air. Run a bit. Everyone jumps on top of each other in the mud. Oh, kick the ball in the air again. Run after it. Everyone jumps on top of each other. It's so congested. Cause they don't so like they're the watching Stoke? Yeah. They're solid, though. That's that's one thing. They, they don't oh, chuck out a tackle, though. Oh, I hate that argument, though. When I have to argue with someone who's a rugby fan, oh, at least they're real men. Well, that makes it good because they're all bouncers. That makes it good because they're hard. I'm not denying they're probably pretty solid, but it doesn't make it good to watch. They're not even that because you get the solid ones and you get the wee nippy fast ones as well. When do they get a look in? When they squeeze out of the when they're all having their little session on top of each other? Ah, uh, the boss squirms away and they grab it and run off and score a try. Lord, I'd like, like to hear you a couple of fan commentary of a, a rugby game. Oh, we need to mic you up. Last uh, time I was going to watch. Is he going to squirm out in the top of the pile there? <laughs> oh, there's the egg. <laughs> cauliflower ears after the egg. Who's going to catch the egg? Oh, it's bounced away. Time for a bit of a rollabout in the mud. You're just well, jealous because it's a real stadium across the road for your pokey wee thing. It was like good. It's, it's, I tell you what, see when you're on the train between Glasgow and Edinburgh and it pulls in a haymarket, it's just embarrassing when you look at one window and see a proper stadium and look at the other and you see this wee thing poking out from out the houses. A proper stadium. Well, we go. Tinkas has got much more atmosphere than that big, soulless area. <laughs> All right. Well, that's has got to the end. Eventually. Eventually, and I've managed to hopefully avoid coughing during the recording. I've been miking. 
uh, mic in, muting, muting <laughs> my mic. Well, hopefully nobody noticed. But thanks, used to, for coming on, and thanks for listening. If anyone does listen to this part, <laughs> um, I think people were turned off when you were here, used to moaning about rugby, because that's just ridiculous. It's a great sport. I, oh, <laughs> it reminded me about the guy that called me a Savconian. <laughs> That's, that's reminded me, Chris. Who's this guy called me? I said, go near. Stop bringing up extra stuff at the end. We'll never ah, get... Right. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that. Liam Power on Twitter. Brummy boy. <laughs> right. But thanks then. Right. See you next week. See ya. Bye. See ya. <laughs>